Yeah, I got to hear this twice. It was even better this time, and we thought it was perfect the first time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just a little pre-information for you. The sermon text comes from John 11, 5 to 6, the story of Mary and Martha. And uh, I think it's probably a very familiar text. My lesson this morning, and I will call it a lesson, uh, is, is a lesson that I found written from Oswald Chambers. Some of you have heard me talk about Oswald Chambers in prayer. This is another chapter in, in one of his, his uh, writings. And I guess I, I have to say thank you to the saints that have gone before who have spent the time in prayer and, and learning and, and receiving revelation from God. And I have been able to, although he didn't put this in print, his wife did some years after his death. But it is, it is so helpful sometimes to take a fresh look at, at things which we all experience and um, know that, that this man experienced similar things but had received a revelation through, his, through the Holy Spirit concerning what exactly uh, some of the answers to our prayers are all about. So by the title... Prayer and God's Silence. Uh, Let us read the scripture and we'll start here. John 11, 5 and 6. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Mary and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we look at your word and we look at the teachings of a a man who has gone before us literally a hundred years ago and the insights which you had shown him concerning prayer, we just ask that your Holy Spirit open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, and most of all, our hearts to listen, that we may do your will in your way and not ours. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The absence of an audible response. Any of you that have prayed probably could claim an absence of an audible response. Jesus stayed two days where he was without, where he was, without sending any kind of word after he had been contacted. We might probably think or say in our own ways of thinking, I, I know why God has not answered my prayer. It's because I asked for something wrong. Well, that was not the reason Jesus did not answer Mary and Martha immediately. They desired a right thing. They knew Jesus. They had a relationship with him. They knew he was a healer. And Lazarus was sick. I think if you if y'all just kind of put yourself in their position, um, might be a little bit today like when you're really sick and you call the doctor and sometimes they don't return calls. Okay, as frustrating as that is. But in their case, they didn't have a physician other than Jesus. And they were good friends. No response. 
So they did deserve a right thing. It wasn't a wrong prayer. It is true God does not answer some prayers because they are wrong. I'm sure that happens on a regular basis. But that is so obvious that it does not need a revelation from God to understand it. God wants us to stop understanding in the way we have understood and get into the place he wants us to be in. Now that sounds a little wordy. He wants a right relationship with us. He wants us to know how to rely on him. God's silences are also his answers. That might not make sense, but trust me, we'll go through this. God's silence is often his answer. If we only take his answers, those that are visible to our senses, we are in a very elementary condition of grace. Can it be said of us that Jesus so loved us that he stayed where he was because he knew we had a capacity to stand and receive an even bigger revelation than what we are asking for? Has God trusted us with a silence? A silence that is absolutely big and full of meaning. That sometimes is his answer initially. The manifestation will come in a way beyond our comprehension. Are we mourning before God because we have not had an audible response? Mary Magdalene was weeping at the tomb. What was was she asking for? The dead body of Jesus. Who did she ask? Well, she asked Jesus, but did not know him. Did Jesus give her what she asked for? No. He gave her something infinitely grander than she had ever conceived. A risen, living, impossible to die Lord. How many of us have been blind and deaf in our prayers? Look back and think of the prayers that you thought had not been answered, but now find out that there has been answers with a bigger manifestation than, than you ever dreamed. God has trusted you in the most intimate way he could trust you with an absolute silence. Not of despair, but of pleasure, because he saw you could stand a much bigger revelation than you had at the time you prayed. Some prayers are followed by silence because they are wrong. Others because they are bigger than we can understand. Jesus stayed where he was, the scripture says, because he loved Mary and Martha. Did they get Lazarus back? Yeah, they got, they got infinitely more. They got to know the greatest truth mortal beings can ever know. That Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. It will be a wonderful moment when we stand before God and find that the prayer we clamored for in our early days and imagined were never answered 
have been answered in the most amazing way, and that God's silence has been the sign of the answer. If we always want to be able to point to something and say, you know, this is the way God answered something for me, my prayer. God cannot trust us yet with his silence. Let me run that by you again. If, if we feel like he must answer us in an audible way with a hopefully very timely answer, um, not that he won't, but he is unable to trust us with his silence. If you look at the nation of Israel, how long did they pray for their freedom from slavery in Egypt before they were released? I think you go back, you'll read it was 400 years. God, if, if we always want to be able to point to that something and say, this is the way God answered, God cannot yet trust us with his silence. Here's where the devil comes in and says, now you have been praying a wrong prayer, obviously. You don't have an answer. You can easily know whether you have an answer. Test it by the word of God. If it has been a prayer to know God's, to know God better, a prayer for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, a prayer for interpretation and understanding of God's word, it is a prayer in accord with God's will. You say, but he has not answered. He is so near to you that his silence is the answer. His silence is big with terrific meaning that you cannot understand yet. But presently, you will. Time is really nothing to God. He does not work by a clock. And yet his timing is always perfect. Prayers were offered years ago, and God answered the soul with silence. Now he is giving the manifestation of the answer in a revelation that we are scarcely able to understand or comprehend. Picture Mary and Martha waiting day after day after day for Jesus to come, yet not till Lazarus' body had been in the grave four days did Jesus appear. Days of absolute silence of awful repose on the part of God, wrote Oswald Chambers. Anything in our lives similar? Can God trust us with his silence? Or do we always want a visible answer to prayer? 1 John 3.22 tells us, whatever we ask, we receive from him. If God has given you a silence, praise him. He is at work. You will have a manifestation. I have heard it said, some asked God to give me bread and he gave me a stone. But he did not. And you found that he gave you instead the most important bread, the bread of life himself. You prayed that you might keep the thing that seemed to make your life just so great as a Christian. 
You ask that he might always preserve that in your life, and suddenly it goes to pieces. That was God's answer. After the silence, if we are spiritual and can interpret his silence, we always get the trust in God that knows prayers are answered every time, not just sometimes. The manifestation of the answer is in place and time is a mere matter of God's sovereignty. Ouch. Sometimes you want to say ouch. That it is really about him. It is not about us. The the idea and the presence of Jesus Christ's stillness in us is contagious. I know he has heard me, and his silence is the proof he has heard. Could Martha and Mary have ever imagined the answer that Jesus gave them? He raised the dead brother Lazarus. The manifestation of the glory of God and the understanding of Jesus Christ in a way that has blessed the church for more than 20 centuries. He is the resurrection and he is the life. Remember that Jesus Christ's silence are always signs that he knows we can stand a bigger revelation than we think we can. If he gives us the exact answer, He probably cannot trust us yet. Matthew 18, 19 says, If two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. That is stated for people who are not very spiritual. That is stated for people who don't understand the stillness of God. Our Lord's revelation about prayer And what we should expect can be found in Luke chapter 11 and Luke 18. And it is for those who are spiritual who remain in confidence and in prayer. I encourage you, take a few moments today and read Luke 11 and Luke 18 in that order to find out what God's purpose for prayer is in our lives. The Lord's silence does not mean he's displeased, but exactly the opposite. He is making us a part of his greater purpose, and the answer will be an amazing revelation. No wonder our Lord said, greater works than these he will do, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, John 14, 12, and 13. That is what prayer means, not that God may just bless us. Okay, As long as we have the idea that the Lord will bless only in an answer to prayer, he will do it, without doubt. He will do it, but he will never give us the grace of his silence. If he is taking us into the understanding that prayer is for the glorifying of his Father, he will give us the first sign of his intimacy, and that is silence. The devil calls it unanswered prayer. In the case of Martha and Mary, 
the Spirit of God called it a sign that Jesus loved them. And because he loved them and knew they were fit to receive a bigger revelation than ever they could possibly dream, he stayed where he was. God will give us the blessings we want, but if we go further, his silence is the sign that he is bringing us into an even greater and more marvelous understanding of himself. Let us pray. Oh Lord, I ask for the power of your spirit to adore you more fully. Keep my spirit brightly infused by your Holy Spirit, O Lord, that thus energized my Lord Jesus Christ and his perfections may be manifested in my mortal flesh. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.